Off of Amadio, Knights get it. Eichel down the middle alone. Slides it into the goal. Jack Eichel. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Still in the zone. Theodore, one-timer, wide right. Rebound, walk. He scores. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Wallace Millard out here, Finley North Volkswagen, 7500 Azure Drive. You want to get down here because there's a lot going on. Darren's going to fill you in in just a moment. Chris Chapman, though, not having any of the fun. He's back inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Woo! Uh, Finley North Volkswagen is where we're at today for the two hours of the VGK Insider Show. And stopping by at about 5 o'clock will be Will Carrier from the Vegas Golden Knights. So he'll pop uh, by and be signing autographs. Uh, we got a nice little lineup already, uh, well represented by VGK fans. Uh, so that's coming up uh, over the course of the next uh, two hours. We will also be chatting about some league news uh, that's coming out in and around uh, the general manager meetings and some injury updates uh, to tell you as they directly relate to the Western Conference. And in a matter of mere minutes, so we will also hook up with Braden McNabb from Seattle. McNabb uh, returning to the lineup last night, and Braden did a good job. Uh, tough to be better than that last night. See what happens when you get six NHL defensemen in the lineup? You get a 3 nothing clean sheet. Mm-hmm against the Seattle Kraken. Now 3-0 and head-to-head with their expansion cousins uh, from the Kraken. Yeah, it was a, a really solid defensive effort from the Vegas Golden Knights. You look at just kind of total shot suppression, uh, the ability to allow Logan Thompson to see pucks and, and really cutting down on dangerous chances. Seattle had their sea legs early, for sure, but once the Golden Knights kind of settled into the game, it, it, it was closer than 3 nothing would indicate. But the Golden Knights were never really in danger in that game because they played so well defensively. Yeah, it's one of those games where your notes that you take throughout the game really come in handy because Logan Thompson was that instrumental and uh, part of the uh, outcome by Mm -hmm. the play that he put forward in the first 10 minutes of the game. He was spectacular when uh, everybody was just uh, getting adjusted uh, to uh, that rink and that style, and Seattle played a, a great opening uh, period. And then Vegas came back and, and evened things off uh, territorially anyway. Uh, you might give the slight edge to, to Seattle based on their start, but uh, that, uh, that was a really solid performance by uh, Logan Thompson as we uh, slide over to Braden McNabb, who's in Seattle uh, on an off day uh, between games. Uh, what was that like returning to the lineup, uh, Braden? That was awesome. Um, you know, you never want to get hurt. It's always tough uh, watching the guys and not being out there. So, get back in there and help the team win. It was, it was a good feeling. Did you have to uh, take some time? Was there an adjustment period to, to get uh, your NHL uh, timing back? Um, yeah, I mean, there's always like a little bit. But, you know, fortunately with my injury, I was able to, you know, keep the legs pretty fresh and do everything, pretty much everything I could. So, um, you know, that, that helped in that sense. But, um, yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. I felt pretty good. So I'm looking to keep carrying it over to the next game. Uh, 
that's awesome. We're just going to reconnect with you, Braden, because there's a bit of cutout uh, and static coming in. So we're going to reconnect with you, and then we'll come right back. So, Chapman, if you can take care of that with Braden and uh, and on the program, because we want to make sure that everybody hears uh, what Braden has to say regarding uh, what happened last night for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, up against the Seattle Kraken and the 3-0 win, the first ever shutout by Logan Thompson. You also had a huge goal uh, by Shea Theodore, and then uh, you get the insurance marker from Michael Amadio. And we never really got into the Amadio uh, joining the Carlson and Marcheseau line, but I love that, uh, love that fit. And then you put it away with Marcheseau with another multi-point game uh, with with the empty air. It was it, it was one of those games what uh, that was uh, impressive, uh, efficient, and important. Certainly important, um, you know, for the Golden Knights. Again, we've talked about what it needs to look like in the in the stretch run for this team. How many wins we're we're kind of looking at. What the points need to kind of shake out for. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights at the end of the season. And, you know, you you understand the importance of these games. And and for me, getting a win on the road was massive, right? Like we talked about it going into the game last night. The Golden Knights had not won in their previous seven road games, uh, yet you were shut out back-to-back road games on your last road trip. So you needed to find that first goal of the game. You needed to find that confidence. And now that you've got one to go, uh, now it's just about building from there. And I think over the last three games, you can make the argument that the Golden Knights have been able to build and build and build. And I know you believe in momentum. And and right now, the Golden Knights are, are playing with a little bit of momentum and a little bit of confidence. Let's ask Braden McNabb, who's back with us. Uh, do you believe in momentum? And do you have it right now, pal? Yeah, I mean... You know, we're trying to take it one game at a time. You know, we got we got to win a bunch of these games left. We know that. Uh, and honestly, we take it one period at a time. And, you know, we like where we're game at. Defensively, you know, we've been pretty good playing, you know, playoff tape hockey. We always obviously have the injuries, but, you know, we're playing well. And, you know, we're just, we're just trying to get one win at a time here. And, um, you know, that's the game plan. How's the garbage can after the first intermission? Apparently, Pete uh, had a couple of words for you. Uh, uh, yeah, no, he came in and kind of addressed what he needed to address. And, you know, we needed, we needed to wake up a little bit. Um, you know, sometimes it happens with three days in between games. But, um, you know, we responded well and had a good second and third. Hey, what are your nerves like uh, when you come off uh, an absence uh, and the rehab from, from the injury? Are, are you more nervous than or more anxious? Uh, can, you, can you break it down for us when you go into a situation like that, that in such an important game? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like an all-day thing. You're, it's more anxious for sure. You know, you're, you're excited and anxious, and, you know, you kind of forget your routine a little, then you kind of get back into it. You're excited, but once honestly, once you get that first shift over with, it's kind of back to normal, and you know your plan. So you know you'll, you kind of want to have a good first shift when you're coming back from injuries, and then you can keep rolling from there. What about the the pace in that in that first period, Braden? Because you, the you blew through two media timeouts there, so you didn't really have that that break in in action, so to speak. Like it was pretty much continuous. How, how did that kind of get you right back into, uh, you know, burning legs, burning lungs, and, and having to deal with that. Yeah, I realized that after the period, it was, uh, yeah, only one time out for your first game back. So it was uh, high pace, and, you know, they came out flying, and, you know, we weathered the storm. LT played great and made some big saves when we needed it. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good way to get the lungs and legs into it. 
Uh, Braden McNabb's with us, uh, Darren Millard, along with Ryan Wallace, this is VGK Insider Show, the Golden Knights coming off the 3 nothing blanking of the Seattle Kraken last night. Uh, must feel, I don't know whether it feels noticeably different or not, but to, to win on the road and kind of silence that narrative. Yeah, no, uh, you definitely, you know, we, we got a lot of road games left here and we got to take care of business on the road. So, you know, we got to play playoff type games and, you know, take checking games and be good in our own end. And, you know, the offense will come. We just got to make sure we bear down when the opportunity comes. Uh, you got it, uh, the goaltender back there. He's a, a rookie. Um, do, do you talk to your goalies a lot during timeouts and uh, in between whistles, or do you leave those guys uh, alone? And does it change when you got a new kid back there? Uh, no, it's it's about the same for you. You talk to them when you need to. You know, you're always communicating on, you know, with the puck when they're handoffs with the goalies or whatnot. If there's something that needs to be addressed, you do. But if not, they kind of stay in their own world and. To get ready, get ready to stop the puck. <laughs> Those weird goalies. You know, Braden, you mentioned Logan Thompson and making some big saves there in the first period. And, and like, I, I know that this is your first game back and, and playing in front of Logan. But what do you like? What do you see in him that's allowed him to kind of step up into this role and and really give this team what it's needed over the last ten games? He's a gamer. Uh, you know, he battles out there, competes for every puck. You know. And when you get a guy like doing that, doing that, you know, he's fun to play for, play in front of. Uh, you know, he's leaving it all out there, and you know, he's made timely saves for us. You know, to help us win games, and um, so it's been it's been great. Yeah, like you said, it's been exactly what we've needed, and he stepped up in a big stepped up big time. Is his story kind of like an easy one to rally around? Yeah, it's it's. It's different for sure. It's uh, had quite the journey, and for him to you know do as well as he's done in the American League, and to get a shot up here, and you know playing in the NHL is all about our opportunity and how you handle it. And he's uh, doing he's doing just fine with with that. So uh, you know we're all happy for him. What I like about like about him is uh, he's not a wallflower. Like he's got confidence. <laughs> he, he 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 may not have been around all season, but he's got some swagger. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can see it in practice and everything, but, you know, for a position like that, you need that, so it's, it's good. You guys had an optional today, uh, and uh, I believe, uh, I don't know whether anybody practiced today, so it wasn't, wasn't really a practice day. Did you go out and did you, uh, did you look around? Uh, you know Seattle probably been there uh, a little bit, but uh, what, what did you do? Yeah, no, I was here when we played them in junior. It's probably over 10 years yeah. ago now, so I don't really remember the city much, but yeah, we just walked around, went down by the ocean, and uh, did some touring, but nothing too, nothing too crazy. Just wanted to get outside and get the legs moving a bit, and kind of check out the city to see what it has to offer. They weren't letting you guys loose uh, in junior hockey in Seattle. I know that much. Uh, I'm, I'm not oh, that crazy. That's true. <laughs> uh, Braden, thanks for doing this, uh, and great, uh, great to chat with you. Uh, good luck tomorrow night. Keep it going, pal. Thank you. Thanks, guys. There's Braden McNabb, defenseman with the Vegas Golden Knights, who joins us on the VGK Insider Show. His teammate, uh, Will Carrier, will be here at Finley North Volkswagen. Uh, he'll be signing autographs from 5 until 7 uh, right here in the dealership showroom. This is a cool facility, too. Uh, but uh, picking up on, on what Braden had to say, just uh, your questioning uh, regarding uh, Logan Thompson and where he is and what, what jumped out, like he's a battler. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we've seen that battle 
uh, refined a little bit as we've gone along here in mm-hmm. the in the nine consecutive appearances. You can see him certainly more comfortable and more refined in, in his game. But uh, one thing about him, he does not give up on a puck. No, no, and and you know the. <sighs> The thing about Logan Thompson that I think is is really interesting is how active he is in trying to make sure he's in the play, right? And sometimes for some goaltenders, that can actively take them out of the play. But it, it seems the more Logan is engaged, the more that he's able to kind of look around traffic, the more that he's able to track that puck, the, the, the more active he is in trying to pick things up. Uh, the the more dialed in he is and you know to your point Darren there have been moments where I I think early on you know natural it's natural to have nerves playing in the NHL and maybe you get a a little bit overzealous maybe you overplay certain things here and there but what I think we've seen out of Logan Thompson is every successive game and I would even argue every period that he has played at this level he has gotten better he has gotten more refined he has gotten to a point where he's where he needs to be. He's making himself big. He's making the saves that he has to. And then maybe quite a few that he's not supposed to either. You know, there's, a, there's an evolution when you come up, whether you're a forward, a defenseman, or a goaltender. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you play your first games at the, the National Hockey League level, the number one priority at any position is to not screw up. <laughs> and that may sound funny and yeah. different and goofy, yeah. Yeah. but that is the number one priority from uh, whether you're the center, the mm-hmm. winger, the defenseman, or the goaltender. Don't screw up. Yeah. And then you want to try and uh, just help the team a little bit. Mm-hmm. As you go along, you want to be the difference maker uh, in, a, in a positive uh, aspect. It usually takes half a season, a season to get comfortable. I mean, we've watched it with Nick Haig. We've watched it with Zach Whitecloud uh, coming up and, and making the uh, the impression uh, in, in that regard. It's supposed to take more than 10 games as a goaltender, but he's there. Like yeah. you, you, you can see it in his game where he has gone, and if you, if you go back um, a certain number of games, uh, you will see him like all over the place, in, but battling. Mm-hmm. But but his number one priority was just just try and do whatever he could to keep the puck up. Now he's comfortable enough, comfortable enough that uh, that he's uh, within much much less active around the crease. Still does that that little bunny hop thing uh, when, <laughs> when when the puck goes out to the point. Uh, watch that he does this little hop thing, uh, like he like he's going off uh, over a mini mogul uh, in, in in skiing. Uh, one of the little uh, uniqueness uh, parts of, parts of his game. Yeah. But he's definitely now. With the confidence and and he's and he's never lacked that, which is the perfect situation for him uh, to be in. You don't want somebody who's just trying to prove themselves. Like he's always had had that confidence, mm-hmm. uh, but he he's at a at a different level right now, mentally and physically uh, in the goal. If you're thinking about tomorrow night, I believe that Robin Leonard will get the start. Yeah, uh, he backed up last night. Uh, the the indication from Pete DeBoer. Uh, when he was asked about Robin Leonard and the, the net and, and where that goes because Logan Thompson's played so many games as of late, uh, it sure sounded like Pete had set the table for a Robin Leonard return. Mm-hmm. And do they do they platoon down the stretch or does Robin get the net uh, down the stretch? Uh, I don't know that, uh, but... 
there's nothing more than Logan Thompson could have done to put himself in the position for a regular starting assignment in the final 13 games. Well, if, if Robin starts tomorrow night, so the final dozen games, does he get four or five of those starts? He he's put himself in a situation that he might get some of those. Yeah, I mean, I think you're you're in a really interesting spot if you're the Vegas Golden Knights because the most important thing is wins, right? Like we all understand and recognize what the Golden Knights need to do in the final 13 games. They've got to win and they've got to win a lot. Now, that being said, you are simultaneously having to bring Robin Leonard back from injury, get his game to a point where you need it to be. You don't want to burn him out either down the stretch or, or put too much emphasis or, or risk any type of re-injury. So I believe you're going to see both goaltenders. Uh, and I think that Logan Thompson has is, is certainly been the guy that's quieted some of the question marks surrounding this team and whether or not they're going to get the saves when they need them in a big-time game. And if you've got both Robin Leonard and Logan Thompson going at the same time, then it gives the Golden Knights a really good chance to pick up the wins that they need. I don't know whether a platoon would be my favorite thing for a stretch drive. To be quite honest, I, I would like somebody to get the ball and go with it. 13 games to go. That's what we have now. Mm-hmm. Does uh, does Robin Leonard, if everything is equal and things are going well, does Robin Leonard get eight of those starts? I would think so. I'd, I'd make that argument, yeah. And you, then you, five, uh, five the, other, you the gotta, other side for Logan Thompson. And and that's without saying what, whatever uh, issues are Laurent Brassois. And sure. if he comes back, and uh, that, that could change things uh, a little bit down the stretch here as well. But if, for what he was asked to do, Logan Thompson produced. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're looking at it from that perspective, I would imagine as as long as Robin's playing well and yeah. he's he's winning games, you're getting the results that you need. I'd look at eight or nine games for sure because again, you've you've got to tune them up. Like, you know, we had the conversation yesterday as to what we expected or what we were thinking about goaltending down the stretch and the importance of needing wins and, and results being all that matter. Uh, and then how that shifts and, and your your mentality kind of changes once you get to the playoffs. But I, I still make the argument that coming off the injuries that Robin Leonard's had this year, like you need his game dialed in and you need him feeling comfortable and confident. And the only way that's going to happen is with starts down the stretch. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a win and you're in type of scenario, so, though. Yeah, so I, if that was Robin Leonard wins tomorrow, does he go back on Sunday? I would think so. Yeah. Does he then play uh, next week when the, when they've got Vancouver and, and Arizona uh, coming into T-Mobile uh, like th- those games? I would I would think. Mm-hmm. But if you if you if you don't win, you you have the option now of going back uh, to to somebody else that has earned the confidence of his teammates and and don't factor uh, don't lose sight of that fact. No, I, I agree with you. And, and, you know, when you look at the Golden Knights, you're looking at four or five, four or five games that you, you theoretically, conceivably could lose, right? So I, I think that you, you, you're probably right on the money in that if you're in and you're winning, you might expect to keep playing. And then if, if you drop a game or you don't look yeah. the way that you need to look in there, you're, there's, you're fighting the puck, whatever the case may be, I, I think the, the leash is going to be pretty short because, again, you, you need goaltending to not be your limiting factor. When you, when you look at what's out of the lineup up front and you look at what you've got now coming back on the blue line, 
Uh, you're going to have to eke out games where your goaltending is going to have to bail you out or give you a big save here and there. And, and so you're going to need to be comfortable and confident with, with whatever guy's in net. Uh, let's take a break. When we continue, uh, we'll get into uh, the confidence uh, built from that win on the road in Seattle as they get a day off and face the Kraken again tomorrow night at Climate Pledge Arena. And where this team is situated now in the standings. We'll update that uh, scenario along with the uh, scoreboard tonight and who you should be rooting for and which games you should be tuning in uh, to pay attention to the result. We are uh, broadcasting from Finley North Volkswagen. Uh, what a great, amazing uh, modern facility this is. The service bay is uh, spectacular. You drive in, they've got these big bays. Uh, it's great. There's no uh, trying to squeeze your car into a spot and then uh, going in and, and talking to the, the salesperson or the service uh, department. So it's really cool and it's wild and there's so many people here to hang out with us and Will Carrier as we uh, roll on on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Just chatting with the uh, general manager of Finley North Volkswagen. Uh, Scott came by and we uh, had a little bit of a, a catch up. This, uh, this is the biggest dealership in the state. You know it's big, like when you walk in, the footprint's huge. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Out here at uh, Finley uh, North Volkswagen, but uh, but when you hear that, it's also uh, one of the newest too. Uh, so that uh, that uh, is it's part of the new re step in the uh, in the dealership uh, evolution. So it's uh, awesome. We got uh, Porta Subs here. We got Raising Cane. We're uh, we're having some uh, fun pop burgers outside. Uh, a lot going on, and William Carrier will be by at 5 o'clock to sign some autographs for a couple of hours. Yeah. So come on by. Good crowd here, but uh, but he's going to be here for a couple of hours, so a lot of opportunities to get your favorite memorabilia signed. And come down here and say hello to Darren Millard. You get oh, to yeah. meet Darren Millard at the VGK Insider Show. It really doesn't get much better than that. You've got Will Carrier, the main attraction, and then you've got Darren Millard. It's a it's a very distant, distant second. If you could but meet Darren Millard, what would you say? If I could? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I'd just thank him. you think him. you'd climb up? No, no, no. I think I'd just thank him. I'd just say thank you. Yeah. Yeah, let me know if I... Let for, me know being if he's, a, for being an influence... Yeah, just thank you for everything, and, and that's really it. That's yeah. all. That's all I got uh, you know for, that, for uh, Darren Millard. I would just that say pretty thank much you. Says it all. Uh, well, it does. We have a nine-game night in the National <laughs> Hockey League. Uh, so the VGK Insider Show broadcast live from Finley North Volkswagen. Uh, the Stars and the Ducks, uh, an important game to keep an eye on. Uh, the Dallas Stars, one point back of Vegas, as they jockey and flip back and forth, play leapfrog for that second wild card spot mm -hmm. in the. West Division. So the Stars win tonight. They move back into the wild card uh, position. The yep. Vegas Golden Knights fall out. The Stars lose in regulation. Uh, they use up one of their games in hand and they remain uh, one point back of Vegas. So everybody's cheering for the Ducks tonight. Hey. Also, I uh, want to make sure that you uh, don't just put all your energy into the Ducks, but to also be rooting for the Calgary Flames who will host the L.A. Kings. The Kings on a back-to-back -back through Alberta. Uh, they uh, lost in a shootout last night to Edmonton. Exactly what uh, nobody wanted was a three-point game. Uh, <laughs> but the Kings will face the Flames tonight. The Kings four points up on Vegas for the second spot in the Pacific Division. 
a Flames win tonight uh-huh. is so big. Yeah. So big, knowing that uh, Vegas uh, has Seattle again tomorrow and then uh, Vancouver and, and Arizona. Don't count your chickens, folks. But uh, 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 a Flames on. win tonight, massive in the whole uh, Western Conference playoff race. So that's, uh, that's where your focus should be tonight, cheering on the Ducks and rooting for the Flames. Uh, and if those two teams can beat the Stars and the Kings, uh, respectively. This is a, a massive three or four game stretch for the Vegas Golden Knights, but also for the Los Angeles Kings. And I know we talked about L.A. a little bit yesterday and, and kind of what their schedule looks like down the stretch. And granted, the last couple of weeks of April, it's incredibly, it's a very easy, it's a very light schedule for the L.A. Kings. But you look at this week for Vegas. You've got Seattle, then you've got two against Vancouver. For the Los Angeles Kings, they had Edmonton, and now tonight it's Calgary, then Winnipeg, then Calgary, and then Edmonton. Mm-hmm. This stretch for L.A. is a very, very difficult one. The five games that they are about to embark on are really tough matchups, especially as depleted as they are. A bad week, and, and I said this all the way back to when the Vegas Golden Knights beat the L.A. Kings at home. I said a bad week for L.A. and a great week for Vegas can flip the fortunes of both teams down the stretch. So for the Golden Knights, you just have to keep winning. That's what you need to do. That's how you kind of control your own destiny. Uh, But you look at this stretch for the L.A. Kings, it could go real sideways real quick based on the quality of opponent they're seeing over the next three or four games. should also mention the Winnipeg Jets are in action tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the the Jets have a 2-0 lead in that game. Uh, Winnipeg, I, I keep thinking they're out of it. (laughs) <laughs> but they're not. Uh, they are uh, right now uh, four points out of a playoff spot. It's it's <laughs> not out of the realm of possibility that they make some noise and come back. They picked up a, uh, a significant win last night in the shootout against the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. And, and that's without <laughs> Kyle Connor. That's without Nate Schmidt, uh, who were both into COVID protocol. Picking up those two points last night and now with a lead against the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, that you're looking at what Vegas did against Chicago and what they went out and did last night and being able to string a couple of uh, important wins together to get some momentum. That's what Winnipeg's doing right now. So uh, I should include them in the, uh, in the Western Conference playoff race. Really, everybody's still in it down to Vancouver. Like San Jose, Anaheim, Chicago, Seattle, Arizona, they're out. Yeah. But there is, there's five teams battling for the two wildcard spots right now. And and Vegas has the advantage uh, of also being in it uh, for the Pacific Division, Vancouver uh, a- as well. But it's it's going to be tough for Vancouver to, to get in. Uh, the the two games, uh, the three games against Vancouver uh, for Vegas can absolutely bury the Canucks, and they've been struggling on home ice. So uh, hopefully uh, Vegas can take advantage of that on on Sunday. But uh, it's it's still pretty wide open in the West. Yeah, I mean, the the Canucks to me seem like a team that yeah, when you add a condensed schedule and having to chase everybody else that's in front of you for three months now, uh, it, it just seems like a team that's running out of gas yeah, now. Yeah, it certainly did last and, night. And so for the Golden Knights, like you have an opportunity to not just bank points but also end the hopes, end the aspirations of a team that is behind you, that is, is, is looking at you and trying to track you down. So that's why those three games over, over the next four or five against the Vancouver Canucks are going to be so incredibly important. And your point on the Jets is interesting because, you know, the Winnipeg Jets, for whatever reason, 
they don't they don't start games on time like no. they just they, they cannot figure it out uh, and you mentioned that two goal lead I just I find it funny because you, you you turn the game on you look at that that first period shot total and more than doubled up right now by the Toronto Maple Leafs. The, the, the Winnipeg Jets have two goals on four shots, and they're just a team that is finding ways, and that's really what you need to do this time of year. Uh, Toronto's also in a heap of hurt when it comes <laughs> to their goaltending yeah, and keeping the puck out. That's fair. They lost Peter Morazic yeah. today for the rest of the season oh. uh, with this third different <laughs> groin pull of the year. It's not good. Same groin, but yeah. third different occasion that he's uh, been knocked out of the lineup with a strained groin that is on the heels of already being without jack campbell now he's right around the corner mm -hmm. but the goaltending tandem tonight is uh Schalgren and michael hutchison yeah um, they get some mileage out of Schalgren, like vegas did with logan thompson mm -hmm. uh not as l much of a body of work isn't that uh, saying something as, as what thompson's <laughs> done but uh Schalgren did give up come up and give them a boost but uh they the toronto if, if they have any hopes of a, a, a playoff run at all, mm -hmm. now they're going to make the playoffs. But that's a team that uh, goaltending is coming back to, to really bite them again. And the manager already said, put himself on the hot seat at the mm -hmm. start of the year. Yeah. And I don't know whether Kyle Dubas uh, is, is feeling the stress level right now, but if he's not, then... I want to know who his uh, life coach is, and, and I want to sign up for some of those lessons it, because uh, all indications fear. point to uh, him being really, really uh, facing some heat. You're, you're thinking about it in the wrong context. It's not a life coach. It's a director of hockey strategy. Strategy, right, uh, which, uh, which, which they have. That's, uh, that's never going to not be funny. You know, no, no, you're right. Just the, the phrasing of it. They, they, they named, uh, was it last year or was yeah. it the year before? Uh, uh, it, all bleed, it all bleeds into one. Of, uh, yeah. Hockey strategy because yeah. we, well, we've had the, the weird calendars. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but Toronto's third in the, in the Atlantic division uh, still have uh, a glorious opportunity to have almost advantage in the first round of the uh, Atlantic division playoffs against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But they're also looking over their shoulder against the, uh, the Boston Bruins. In a similar situation to that, they're all going to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. But uh, what, what Vegas is doing, Ve Vegas looks up and they're uh, uh, three points back of Edmonton for a top three spot in the Pacific. Yeah. They're four points uh, back of Los Angeles for home ice advantage <laughs> in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> but they're also a Dallas victory away from being out of playoff position tonight. Mm -hmm. And that tells you that every single night is literally life and death when it comes to the postseason positioning mm -hmm. uh, for, for the Vegas Golden Knights. You saw a really good response last night by the Golden Knights. Yeah. I think outside of the first 10 minutes where the goaltender did what the goaltender is supposed to do, uh, I, sometimes I have trouble like putting too much praise on the goalie for doing what Logan Thompson did last night because, after all, it is the job of the goaltender to keep the puck out. But in this case, in this scenario, with all the pressure on a rookie goaltender uh, who doesn't have 15 games experience in the National Hockey League, uh, I think it was significant uh, playing in that building, in that environment, uh, add on, add on, add on. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the response as a, as a whole for that game last night by Vegas was arguably their best in a month, month and a half 
And it was early. It's been since early February since this team won three in a row, mm-hmm. which they accomplished with last night's win. Uh, I, I don't think we've seen all facets of the game come together uh, in a long time like they did last night. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think that, you know, the start is, is the only thing I'm going to quibble with when it came to the game last night for the mm-hmm. Vegas Golden Knights. But uh, to your point, your goaltender is a part of your team. He was dialed in. He was focused in on the game early and really gave the Golden Knights what they needed, and that was time. You, you're, you're often looking at just buying time, right, until you can get your game established, until you can start getting to the things that you need to do to be successful. And, you know, for me, when, it, when I really look at last night's game and, and leading into it, pregame show, I, I talked about the importance for the Golden Knights to be comfortable in tight games, one nothing, 2 nothing, low-scoring affairs, and how in order to do that, your defense has to be really dialed in. I thought the Golden Knights did a great job of suppressing dangerous chances, and then when there were opportunities or there were scrambles in front and Logan Thompson needed his defense to to clear the front of the net or allow him to see shots, they did that, and they did that incredibly well. And then you bring in Alec Martinez and his ability to block shots, his ability to get his body exactly where it needs to be in order to get in front of the puck. I thought the Golden Knights sticks were great in the defensive zone, and to me, that's how this team's going to go on a run or continue the run that they're on. They've got to be buttoned up defensively, and they were last night. They got some puck luck. They got a couple of posts. They sure. got uh, some, some pucks that slid by. Uh, I thought uh, Seattle... It looked like they had some kind of scouting report on Thompson because mm. Where, co- on a few different occasions they had some looks short side off the rush where uh-huh. Thompson might have been leaning. Now, he made some saves so. and, and stayed with those those pucks. But uh, I, I, I thought that uh, that Vegas played a, a complete game. No, no game's perfect mm-hmm. by any means. Uh, you got, you'd have to give a team 15 shots kind of thing yeah. for it to be just uh, absolutely – uh, locked down, but that that was uh, and 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 more adversity too. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, last night they they played that game uh, with eleven and seven, which yeah. we speculated on the pregame show yeah. uh, about. Dylan Coghlan played some some time up on uh, on the wing and and certainly played in the power play uh, on the point, but they lost Keegan Colasar, so so they were down uh, to to ten forwards last night for most of the game. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just a Wednesday. Yeah, right. Like that's just what it is. Um, the 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 Golden Knights are, are used to it now, and I like I don't really I know that comes across as cold or calloused, but the fact of the matter is like what has it been four, five, six games in a row now where the Golden Knights have have started a game with a roster and have not finished that game with that lineup? They just have it. it it's it's been one after another after another, and we're already talking about a team that's missing Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty and Riley Smith. Uh, so you know you look at it. And, and I, I keep coming back to this thought. I keep coming back to this idea that I understand what the expectations were at the beginning of the season. The context of this season has changed so drastically, so dramatically based on the injuries that the fact this team is as close as they are and they're giving themselves a chance down the stretch is a testament to the players that are showing up every single night in the room that are healthy and the coaching staff that is giving the game plan that's kept them in this race that's massive it's huge i i get it when you when you juxtapose that from what the expectations were at the beginning of the season you have to really focus in on the fact that this is not the same team and you know in in talking yesterday with dave gosher dave said something that that got my interest peaked a little bit 
And it was. Hold on, I want to write this down so I can so I can send him a note on that. Well, I'll I'll text him. He and okay. I talk. It's fine. You don't okay. have to be the middleman. You don't have to interject. It's fine. But the fact that Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, Max Pacioretty played 29 games. Mark Stone's played 28 games. If those two players do not play the rest of the season for the Vegas Golden Knights and Jack Eichel suits up in every single game remaining this season. Jack Eichel will play 34 games. Jack Eichel will have more games played this year than both Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty. And that, to me, is incredibly telling for the Vegas Golden Knights of what has been missing out of the lineup. And I don't think anyone had Jack Eichel being the guy that had more games played out of a trio of Eichel, Pacioretty, and Stone. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's staggering. Yeah, when you when you flip it out that way, that Eichel, who we waited for and waited for and waited for mm -hmm. a after the surgery, and wondered when he's going to make his debut, how many games would he get in yeah. after the trade deadline? Yeah. Well, he went in before the trade deadline, but there was that uh, that entire conversation about would they be able to get him in the lineup? Would he be able to get in the lineup? Would he be healthy enough uh, before uh, the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs? And the potential is that he could play more than Pacioretty and Stone. Yeah. And you're still in the playoff race. It's good. He's, he, he's going right now, too. Like You're seeing the, the Jack Eichel that I didn't think we would witness the level of his game for a while. I, I wanted the, the toe drag shot to go in so badly. Right? Like What about the Michigan? Lacrosse move. <laughs> yeah, I, I, because the toe drag is vintage Jack Eichel, right? Like it's it's the ability to manipulate time and space to understand what he's got to do to get around a defender, and then just waiting long enough to pull that goaltender off his angle to go uh, back against the grain. I, I loved everything about that play except for the fact that the puck didn't go in because Jack did everything right, and those are the types of plays that bring you out of your seat. Those are the types of plays that you look at and say. That's a, a special player that's able to make that play, that's able to do that. Um, I wanted it to go really, really badly for Jack that in that in that point of the game because I thought it would have been a massive goal. He's great. I'm not sure Jonathan Marchessault isn't their best player, though, right now. Most consistent all season long. Yeah. Like, to me, Jonathan Marchessault has been the heartbeat of this team all year. Like, when you have Mark Stone out of the lineup, when you um, are, are looking at what has been the driver, who has been the driver for the Vegas Golden Knights, it's been Jonathan Marchessault, and he's had to do it away from Riley Smith. He's had to do it away from William Carlson. The constant when it comes to the Misfits this year has been Jonathan Marchessault going to lead the team in scoring barring something uh, unforeseen we've yep. had a few unforeseen uh, moments but uh, he he is that guy that is carrying the the weight right now and was all over it last night yeah no, uh, he was there, great. there was one shot where he took and it just hit the top of Drieger's pad the very top like if it was 10 and a half inches instead of 11 inch pads he is he's celebrating a clean goal mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and then obviously creates uh, the the play on the uh, two nothing goal. Uh, Mario scores uh, one of the great uh, empty net goals. I still don't know. I'm, it drives me bananas when players can't dump the puck in. And it was a Seattle play on the mm -hmm. empty net goal. Yeah. How yeah. how you how you have the whole rink and you and you can't dump it in. But uh, Darren Elliott on, on the radio broadcast uh, summed it up like that's that's the best example last night on the empty net goal of Marsh. So one being out there late in a defensive posture yep. and two 
creating something by being on the right side of the puck. Yeah. And it may seem like nothing, but uh, but that puts the game away and you, you can relax. Also should give a shout-out to Dave Rogowski and yeah. Mike Rosati, who are the guys that are watching the entries and, and all the, the video review possibilities. Yeah. And as soon as that puck went in, they would have been uh, in the ear of Ryan Craig saying, hey, uh, that looked offside. And because there was no hesitation on the challenge, no. zero hesitation on the challenge. And in that case, where that game was being a potentially 2-1 with Vegas facing a shorthanded situation, you are absolutely sure mm-hmm. if you're going to challenge. If not, you're, not, you're, you're going to take your chances at even strength and a one-goal lead instead of rolling the dice on the challenge. And, uh, and they were right on it. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, uh, you're looking at, at the, the challenge, the offside challenge is, is 4-0, and I believe, this year for the Vegas Golden mm-hmm. Knights and, and their, their video coaching staff, and, and that's important. Those are big swings in, in momentum within a game. And, you know, for, for the Seattle Kraken, they, they just never really got themselves set up after that. And for the Golden Knights, you feel good, you, you build off of it, and it leads to Logan Thompson's first career NHL shutout. Like, uh, those are big-time moments, and, and for the Golden Knights, like, you, you know, you, you've highlighted a couple of players. We, you know, we, we talked briefly about Michael Amadio and, and playing with William Carlson and Jonathan Marcheseau and seemingly finding a little bit of chemistry there. But, uh, you know, Jonas Ronbjerg had one of his best games, I think, at, in the NHL with the Vegas Golden Knights last night. Obviously makes that pass to Shea Theodore out of the penalty box. But for me, Ronbjerg was, was really active. He was on the right side of the puck, and he was creating – that's what you need out of those players. I'm going to get, take you into my life for a little bit. Okay. We, we were watching last night, uh, my wife and I, and, uh, and for some reason, Ron Beer came up in conversation. Okay. I, I don't know why. It was, it was before the game. Okay. Ron Beer comes up. And yeah. I don't know whether it was about we, – we were talking, uh, I think, about uh, today's show mm. and, and players to get and uh, going about – we haven't talked to Ron Beer in a while. Mm. I wonder if it and, – uh, and so we were having this discussion with Ron Beer. And then during the course of the game, it was like he was the most dominant player in <laughs> in the f- first two periods of the game. Yes. He was everywhere. Yeah. And and Jen eventually looked at me and went, like, it was, was it because we were talking about before the game that I'm noticing him more? Or is he just having a really good game? And it was the latter. But it was, it was freaky how he was, it, whether it was Darren Pang talking about yeah. him or whether it was us uh, talking about him or Dan Duba as we were in the car on the way home because we went out and watched uh, the first two periods of the game. Uh, it was just wild that Ron, it was Rombier, Rombier, Rombier. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. one of those things where, where you mention in the house and all of a sudden you get the pop-up ads mm-hmm. nonstop because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know your device yeah. is listening to you. For sure. That's yeah. what it was like last night. Yeah, it was like Big Brother spying yeah. on you. It was fantastic. I, no, I, I, I think I tweeted out at some point there, probably mid-middle second period, that Jonas Rombier was the most noticeable Golden Knight in the offensive zone, which is great for him. Uh, not so much for the Vegas Golden Knights when it came to scoring. And then, obviously, uh, Shea Theodore is able to, to to break that spell, that dry spell for the Vegas Golden Knights on the road in, in finding the back of the net. But, you know, for me, like, you like to see that from Jonas Rombjerg, right? Like, he's he's had a lot. He's done some really good things with this team, getting a, a big chunk of action this year at the NHL level. When you have a game where, where things kind of fall into place and you feel comfortable and it's noticeable, uh, you got to applaud that, especially this season with, with this team as depleted as they've been with injuries and needing guys to step up. Ron Beard certainly did that last night. Oh, Ray Ray's into the Raising Canes. Hey, 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 don't be getting into that just yet there, fella. 
Just be holding your horses. Uh, we got uh, Raging Canes. We've got uh, Porta Subs here at uh, Finley North of VW. Uh, this is uh, a great setup uh, today of Fox Sports Las Vegas, the VGK Insider Show. Will Carrier is going to stop by. Uh, be honest with me. Do, do you have it in your head, the ice time from last night, like down through the lineup? And if you do, uh, that's okay. But if you don't, I want to go somewhere with you. I don't. Okay. What do you think Ron Bierig's line was from last night? <laughs> Having said what we did about him being so dominant uh, and all over the broadcast uh, radio television. I Well, his line, that's, that's funny because he only had Jake LeCision with him in a rotating cast of centers. But that being mm-hmm. said... Um, I would probably put his ice time at around 9 to 11 minutes. It was 12.08, mm. which is still lower than I, than I thought. He had a yeah. helper, uh, had one shot uh, and three attempts. But, yeah, he made the most of every second of those 12.08. Well, I think he won all of his shifts, right? Like, and that's, that's kind of the big thing is, is when, you are, you, when you're down the lineup and you're asked to play a role, you've got to play that role to a T. And that's, you know, like – in, in talking to, in, in talking about Jonas Ronberg, and and you know we we've got Will Carrier that who's going to stop by here, who's one of the best at it. If you get eight or ten minutes of ice time, you've got to make an impact in those eight or ten minutes, and and that's what that Jonas Ronberg was able to do last night. He made an impact almost every single time he was on the ice. Had ten seconds of shorthanded time, so he uh, was on the end of a, a penalty killing shift. But yeah, uh, it it was an impressive uh, performance. I'm going to get into the defense. In hour number two. Okay. And where things turned and how things turned, not just with those six National Hockey League defensemen in the lineup, but the influence of what Pete DeBoer and Ryan McGill uh, were able to do with that cast. Uh, but up next, it's the play of the day as we broadcast live from Finley North VW. Check it out. Will Carrier is going to be here in a couple of minutes' time. He's going to stop by and sign some autographs. We've got some food for you if you pop over. Uh, one of the great uh, dealerships in all of Nevada, and it's uh, right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. No chance to shoot for Stevenson. Centered. Eichel scores! It's time for the play of the day on the VGK Insider Show. We got the play of the day coming up in a second. Will Carrier just walked in. Uh, he's uh, here at uh, Finley North VW. He's got uh, how many sharp, like fifteen sharpies there? Yeah, we're live. We're just having fun. We're uh, doing, that's my my computer. I got all the ice just, on there. Just keep going. Just keep yeah. going. Scroll through it. It's good. Yeah, there's nothing bad on there. <laughs> I, you don't know. You don't know half the. T- <laughs> so we'll see he's got 15 sharpies he's ready to sign all kinds of uh, autographs there's a great line here but uh, plenty of time he's gonna be here for the next couple hours uh finley north vw and uh yeah we're gonna have some fun we got food we've got everything uh general manager scott is uh rocking and rolling here and so uh stop by and uh, have some fun as uh, will uh entertains people he's not on the road apparently I uh, just I uh, just clued in here. Uh, Will is not uh, playing, but he just said like Seattle. They're they can, they're a hard team to recognize uh, going through uh, their lineup right now after they traded so many guys at the deadline. And maybe uh, maybe that is perfect timing to have this two game series and an opportunity to put it away. Here is the play of the day, which is one big goal for Shea Theodore. A steal, Ron Gurick out of the box. Theodore gets the pass. Theodore in a fake. He scores on the backhand. The Golden Knights take the lead. 
Shea Theodore on the stretch, out of the box and on the board. 1-0 Golden Knights, 12-22 to go in the second. I don't know what it is about, about him and breakaways and he's, shootouts. He's good at him. He's just scary good. I mean, the, the, the head fake was disgusting. The, the move just so smooth to the backhand. Um, it, what it is is that he's just very, very good at, at individual, high-skilled, breakaway-type situations. Who would you take? Waugh, Theodore, oh. and then who else? Like, who are your three? and a shootout for the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, we haven't seen Jack Eichel in that situation for oh, Vegas, but yeah. I, you know you know he's got moves. Mm -hmm. uh, so that'd be my three. I'm going to just uh, take some video right now of uh, myself and Will Carrier. <laughs> <laughs> there's Will. There's me. There's Ryan. There's me. I'm doing this video. I'll post it right now on the, uh, the old IG. Go. Uh, we'll come back with hour number two. I've got a whole bunch of things to talk about when it comes to the defenseman for the Vegas Golden Knights on Fox Sports Las Vegas, live from Finley North VW.